My son was in Southwest Virginia. He was a sophomore in college. My wife was in Florida, and I was still in Virginia. And we were on the phone with my son, telling him that his grandfather, Papa Mintled, probably not going to make it too much longer. In the course of that conversation, my son had exams. He had a lot going on at school. And so we really didn't expect that he would be able to make it. A couple of hours later, he calls. And he says, I'm on my way. The 12-hour drive from Southwest Virginia to Florida. And my son is on his way. He arrived there at about 9 or 10 o'clock that night, and he was able to sit at his Papa Mental's bedside to hold his hand and to tell him that he loved him. And they spent several hours together that night. At 3 a.m. that morning, Papa Mental went home to the Lord. And until today, it's the most selfless thing I've ever seen my son do because, and, and I hold it so close to my heart because I know in the depths of his heart that Christ is there because he sacrificed everything else that was going on that day. He dropped everything else and he drove 12 hours so that he could be at the bedside of Jesus. The Jesus in his Papa Mental. And you have to know that the devil was ready and waiting to stop my son. That's a really long drive. You're probably not going to make it anyway. You've spent a lot of good years with your Papa Mental. There's no need for you to go. You really need to focus on your school and your grades because they're important. You see, the devil could try to tempt my son to not make that sacrifice. And the devil tries to tempt us not only into sin, but to not sacrifice for God. He will tempt us to not grow in holiness, but instead to choose the world. He will tempt us to stay in our comfort zone instead of getting out of our comfort zone for God. And in the gospel today, we hear the same thing of Jesus being driven out into the desert by the Spirit for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. And y'all got the short version today. But every year, the first Sunday of Lent, we hear about the temptation of Jesus in the desert. And you notice that Jesus does not use his divine powers to resist the devil. Instead, he uses human determination. Instead, what he does is he quotes scripture. Instead, what he does is he relies on God the Father to give him strength. And each and every person here today, we are called to do the same thing. Now, the devil is not going to tempt us the way he tempted Jesus. See, he's going to wait for that moment when we're weak or we're prideful. He's going to find those vulnerabilities. And that's when the devil is going to swoop in and try to tempt us. And the question that's being asked when he does that is, are you going to be selfless 
or are you going to be selfish? And I think we all know what God is calling us to do. But we must remember that the devil never tires of trying to find opportunities to separate each one of us from God. So what does God want from us this Lent? Well, the first thing he wants is he does not want us to fall into temptation. And one of the best ways we can do this is to go to prayer. And I don't mean to pray more often necessarily, but I mean to pray more sacrificially. But before I go there, let me step back for a minute. We heard in the first reading today how much God wants to be in covenant with us. How much He wants to be in relationship with us. How much time God just wants to spend with each one of us. And one of the most intimate ways that we can do this is in prayer. But we have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to get out of our routine. We have to get out of, I'm going to pray when it's convenient for me because the devil, you see, he works in that area. So we need to sacrifice in our prayer. So I'm going to give you a few ways to do that this Lenten season. Every Thursday night at 6 o'clock, right here, we do adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament for an hour. Come and spend time face-to-face with God in His body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Eucharist. Come and sit with Him. Because when we spend time with God, He will help us to resist those temptations. When we spend time with God, we begin to hear His voice a little bit better. And what the devil's going to do is, well, I don't get off work till 6. I'm tired today. I don't think I can make it. Sacrifice. Because sacrifice is love. And come spend time with your Creator. Now, we also have, maybe you can't come on Thursday nights, come early to Mass and sit right here in the front row so you get a good view of the tabernacle. And just sit in silence with God, just spending time with Him in the tabernacle. Psalm 63 was in the readings this morning, and it was beautiful, and it says, My soul thirsts for you. My body pines for you like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze upon you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. It is right there. He is right there. His strength and His glory is present to us now. And we are filled like a banquet, is what it says. When we're in front of God, we are filled like a banquet. So we have the Stations of the Cross every Friday night at 6.30. If you speak Spanish, come Thursday night at 7.35. If you don't speak Spanish, come at 7.35 on Thursday. It's okay. Spend time in prayer, walking the passion of our Lord. Spend time with Him. Because as I said, when we do, we begin to hear His voice even more and more in the daily parts of our lives. You see, the devil, he wants to desensitize us. He doesn't want us to worry about God. He doesn't want us to think about sin. He doesn't want us to think about the division that can be created in our hearts if we don't spend time with God. 
But God is our answer, and he's right here with us now. So what else does God want from us this Lent? Let me share a story with you from St. Jerome. So St. Jerome, he translated the Bible into Latin. It took him like over 30 years, and he did most of this in the Holy Land. Okay? So as he was finishing up, he would often go and spend time in a cave that was adjacent to the nativity of our Lord. And when he finished translating the Bible, it was right before Christmas, and so he went to that place. And he had an encounter with the child Jesus. And he asked the child Jesus, he said, what can I give you? And he said, just give me your praise and your glory. And St. Jerome said, but I want to give you something more. I can give you all of these writings. And the child Jesus says, I don't need those. I can give you all of my wealth, St. Jerome says. And the child Jesus says, give that to the poor. And then finally, St. Jerome says, Lord, I, I don't have anything else to give you. And the child Jesus says, give me your sins. Give me your bad conscience. Give me your condemnation. And St. Jerome says, Lord, what are you going to do with them? And he quotes Isaiah. And he says, I'm going to take them upon my shoulders and I'm going to carry them away. That is why I am here. You see, God wants every single one of you to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. God wants everyone here to be right with Him. And I mean truly right. When you make that moment of commitment to go to confession, and I hope everybody here does, the devil, he starts to enter in. And he says, you know, your sins, they're really not that bad. You don't need to go to confession. Those people over there are way worse than you. You don't need to go if they're not going. He might even say, well, you know, none of your sins, they're not really mortal sins. So you don't need to go. They're forgiven at Mass. I've had this dialogue in my head, okay? Seriously. And it's at that moment we all need to go, okay, stop. I'm going to find a priest and I'm going to go to confession to the sacrament of reconciliation. Because see, the devil doesn't want us to receive that grace because he knows how powerful it is in our lives. So now we've made the commitment to go to reconciliation. The devil goes, oh, that's a good idea, you should go. You should definitely go. But listen, I don't think you should tell Monsignor that particular sin because it might be embarrassing. I don't think you should tell Monsignor that sin because do you really know He's not going to tell anybody else? I don't think you should tell Monsignor that sin because you know, he might never look at you the same way. That's how the devil works. You see, he wants us to not have a contrite, humble confession because he knows when we walk back out, we're still not right with God. We cannot do that. So I got news for you. I got news for you. When you go to the sacrament of reconciliation, there is something supernatural happening. And it's not Monsignor Barrett. 
And it's not Father Runner, but it is the God Almighty Lord Jesus Christ who is sitting in the confessional, ready to forgive your sins, ready to put them on his shoulders, and ready to take them away. That's who's waiting for us in the confessional. So please, please go to the sacrament of reconciliation soon. And then the third thing God wants from us is he wants when we come to Mass to give him all of our praise and glory and worship at Mass. With Deacon Dave, I can't sing. We can only have one singer. With Deacon Dave, there's there's not that many people here, so it's really hard to get into it. God, he just wants all of us when we are here. He wants us to come and be a living sacrifice to him to be a part of the Mass, to enter into the Mass, and to be one with Him in the Mass. So let's give Him all we have every single time we're here. So what what am I going to ask you to do this Lent? Well, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is spend more time with God out of your comfort zone. To sacrifice and go outside of your comfort zone. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is to sacrifice that pride or that ego or whatever it is that keeps us away from the sacrament of reconciliation. And I want you to go. Because God wants to meet you there. And then I want you to offer yourself as a living sacrifice at each in every Mass, in the most fullest way that you can to give glory and praise to God. Because I'm going to tell you, when we give to God, He returns back to us so much more abundantly than we could ever imagine. So I have one question for you that I will leave you with. Are you going to sacrifice for God this Lent? the way he sacrifices for you.